Okay, okay. Welcome everybody uh, to our live um, egg sharpening session. Uh, for those tuning in on Facebook, uh, welcome uh, everyone. Um, today, really excited for this. Uh, well, this Raya, uh, this Raya day, we have um, none other than Handy. Tomo, and I'm very happy and uh, very honored that we uh, have him on board uh, to share with us about his life story. Um, but before we, we do that, um, we'd like to wish our fellow um, Muslim friends in Malaysia or all over the world a Salamat Hari Raya ideal Fitri. Hopefully, you guys and you. Uh, have a wonderful time with your family whether you're celebrating from home and uh, yeah we hope you guys stay safe and be well during this time so as I mentioned today uh, our guest speaker today is none other than Hendy Hutomo Hendy is someone I've met uh, I think it was LC18 Hendy was it LC18 in 2018 if I'm not wrong I think it was in LC18 um yeah was uh was was i think it was lc18 right i think he was experiencing alpha back then um just trying to figure the time out yeah i think it was lc18 lc17 maybe oh right lc17 yeah that could be it man the time just fly really quickly eh? uh really flew by really quickly um and handy is somebody i uh, when I met him, I just saw this awesome presence of God, like leading into him, leading him and everything. And then when I met him, I'm like, whoa, this guy must be someone like, you know, he's he's somebody that when you talk to and connect to, he's someone who is uh, down to earth, really friendly. And I can see why um, he was part of, uh, he was also, he was the ex-youth mentor for JBCC. And now he's the creative lead at the Collective Jakarta. And when I heard that, when he told me what he was doing, uh, when I first met him, I was like, yeah, definitely this guy suits the role as youth mentor because the way he, he brings himself, the way he talks, the way he uh, encourages people, it's just so heartwarming to um, get to know Handy. So if you do not know Handy, is somebody who is really amazing and doing such an incredible job in Indonesia, leading the youths, especially today as the creative lead at Collective Jakarta. So, Handy, thank you so much for spending your time, you know, uh, yeah. to spend your time uh, with us. Uh, I really, really felt that um, your story is something that would be really encouraging to to, to us on our podcast session and hopefully for those tuning in live on Facebook uh, and also uh, here on Zoom, whether you are listening uh, to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, hopefully you'll be blessed by this session. So Handy, thank you and welcome again. Um, hopefully you didn't really, um, uh, for spending your, your time with us, you know, really appreciate this. Um, tell us perhaps uh, what's what's uh, how's your week been? Hey, hey, man! Thanks, thanks for all the kind words just now. Yeah. Uh, very kind, very obviously amazingly nice of you for having me here, and all those words still making me super blush with all those things you say. That I hope it's I'm keeping up to those words. I hope. And yeah, how's the week? Uh, yeah, sorry for the delay, man. I thought it was the wrong. Time zone. Just, just two no things the time zone. Yeah, that was 10 p.m. My time is still nine. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's your time. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, I'm still, God. I'm still driving right now, but I'm trying so hard to, to keep oh. up with this. Oh man, sorry about it. No worries. I mean, if you are what, don't, don't don't worry about it. Sorry to keep you on on the thing, but um, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I mean, I said I said something. I have to keep it up. Okay. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. So, um, hopefully, please, please be safe. That's the most important thing. I think that's of course. Important. Don't worry. I am. I'm driving very chilly. I like <laughs> taking it slow while I'm trying to do this. 
Well, yeah. thanks for it's spending. Been, it's been a nice week so far as well because it's a, a Raya, right? The Baran. So um, in Indonesia, we have like a whole week off usually. Wow. So this week, we have like a three weeks, three days off. Okay. So we've been having like a holiday since yesterday. So that's why like uh, we have, we find time to, so because we don't, in Indonesia, I don't, I don't know how's, how's you guys in Malaysia. I heard you guys are like having a lockdown again. Yeah. Yeah, we are we are in a lockdown, and uh, currently the only activities we could do is perhaps walk, do some uh, jogging, but in in one person, and also cycling in one. Oh, so really going wow. um, No dining is allowed, of course, and uh, you are yeah, only allowed. Yeah, to yeah. And so, uh, but the economy, uh, the economy sectors, you are, we are allowed to just you know continue on with work. Uh, yeah, so. The only thing basically is shut is, um, you know, our uh, restricting activities, big events, and uh, yeah. So we are, we're technically on the lockdown uh, here. Um, so Raya is a bit quiet as well. The roads have been quiet. Everybody's celebrating at home. Um, we are two days, we're having two days off. So today and, uh, and tomorrow is an off day for, for us. Um, so it's a long weekend as well for us. Um, yesterday, for some of the, some of our, uh, for some of our Muslim friends, they um they have half day off, yeah. So oh it's wow, a full day off, but it's a half day off. So yeah, 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 yeah. They are having a, they're definitely having like a party last night for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's kind of good. It it it. it it was a party. I think there was uh, fireworks going on just before you came on and before I went live, there was fireworks still going on and last night it was just non-stop. Yeah. Some people yeah. celebrating yeah. fireworks. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been pretty, uh, pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. Yeah. And so, so um, I should talk more about me for a bit, right? Before we yeah. go on to your stuff. Yeah. So, so uh, before we get into that, you know, um, you know, hopefully we continue to keep each other in prayer, keep Indonesia in prayer as well. Um, Definitely. It's uh, been clear as well during the riot. Is it clear? I mean... Uh, we're having a local, like, uh, our regulation is like, you can't go out of the city. Right. So anyone going out of the city border is not allowed. So they're having patrol everywhere. So, but then within the city, it's still fine. Ah, right. It's it's the same for us as well. Uh, we can't yeah, yeah. travel as well, so it's within our district. And uh, yeah, and you will probably need a letter if you need to cross state. You will you are required a letter to to cross country. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. But still, uh, we are. I think a lot of the people here are taking it pretty pretty okay with the whole COVID thing. Like yeah. we're starting to be able to live with it. Not, not like in the sense that we, we, we're still using the precautions and everything. But we're like, yeah, we have to do what we have to do. Keep the right. business alive, everything alive, the life alive. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, what you're doing here is amazing. Well, hopefully we can encourage people, you know, back here who, you know, uh, they are, they've been encouraged by the sharing sessions, you know, because, you know, during the lockdown, a lot of us can't do many things and hopefully through some uh, having you yourself on board and having a couple of speakers who at least give them some, you know, uh, encouraging uh, words and hope and bring hope to them. Yeah, so that's what uh, this whole uh, session is about. Um, so what I'm going to do is, um, I'll, uh, what I'll do is I'm going to just let the guests know a, a little uh, intro a little house rules a little bit so for our get uh, for all our audiences um our guest speaker uh is you know he's doing this incredible uh thing while he's driving and he's doing it safely um for you guys if you have any questions i'll read it out <laughs> for the speaker um but if you have any questions for speaker you can scan the qr code uh that is placed here uh on your screen and uh, what what it does is, if you're using your phone, uh, you and you're watching this session through your laptop, take your phone and scan this QR code. It should link you to a question where you can type in your questions for our guests. And what I'll do is I'll read it out later to our guests, uh, 
to our guest speaker. Um, if you are using your phone to tune in on this session, um, you can check out the link on the comments, uh, on the comment below, which is pinned. Uh, there'll be a link that will bring you to that uh, question where you can input your question for our guest speaker. Um, so of course with that, um, Handy, we got to just give a little brief introduction about yourself. So just to make it easy for you, I'm just going to read it out for you. And thank you, you know, for doing this while you're on the road as well. Um, perhaps you would like to just share a little bit about yourself. Uh, what did you study and some fun facts about yourself? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I have a, quite some life, so I try to summarize this in a way. So, because you asked me all the way from my studies. So, I studied in Malaysia, actually, for my diploma in the One Academy, if you've heard. Wow. I studied design. Then I continued my bachelor in UK for interactive media design. So, I've been in the... Uh, I know from the beginning that I want to be in the digital interactive world. Then, after that, in from then, I studied MBA in creative industries. Like, how to do business in creative, basically. Right. Yeah, and that's for a year, and yeah, that's my 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 study. And then for work, I work for a few small companies here and there, in and out. Then when I get back as well, I wasn't able to find a job that really drives me, like at least in the in the pool of Indonesia, because back then, startup wasn't a thing yet. Because I want to be like a UX UI designer, like a product designer. Right. So I've been doing freelance here and there for web until now. Um, so I help people manage to create their design, branding, web, um, creating like a digital strategy. And let's say if you have an app and you want to know like, oh, how do I create this design and stuff? So I help them from that side and even code them and see to them from start to finish. Uh, that was a solo work for a while until I decided in 2021 to, to just start a company, like I start making a studio, building a team together. And also on the side, I have a startup, a small startup going on, still stealth, but also something around the service area. So that's my profession, right. career, I guess. Um, so, you know, in a job interview that I'll say in my CV. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, and then other than that, in my other stuff, so I was in UK, which leads me to Encounter Alpha, which also things that I think me and Jesse had in common. Yeah, and then when I get back to from UK to Indonesia, I I went to JPCC before I went to uh before I went to the, my church now, which is the collective. Nice. And then all the while, I was also trying to help Alpha happen in Indonesia. And then during then, I got connected to the Alpha community in Southeast Asia, thankfully. And that's that's how I met Jesse, I guess. I think this whole my whole life have all. I think I've been driven with just one thing is I'm trying to help people like see if there's a way I can, I can try to contribute something to some other life business or anything I can try. I think in general, that's like my life code. Right. Right. And uh, wow, that's really interesting. So that first part, you know, was something I didn't know you were, you, you were here at one Academy. Uh, I know there's a, uh, I know one of my church friends is now a lecturer at One Academy. Um, but wow, they know oh. One Academy. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's that's really interesting. And you were here in Malaysia. I didn't know you did your studies here in Malaysia. Probably is either yeah, that three years. Wow, wow, that's... three years stuck in Sunway. Wow. <laughs> okay. Not having a car wasn't nice in Malaysia. Need a car. Uh, <laughs> Um, speaking of that, you know, um, what are some of your the fun? Perhaps you just like to share one of your hobbies or some fun facts about yourself. Um, what do you like to do? Basically, what do you do during your off days? Um, oh, um, yeah. Recently, I've been playing tennis Ooh. a lot. That's for the sporty side. Um, and then the the slightly neat nerdier side is I've been having a quite some obsessive thing with chess a three-minute chess <laughs> which is so weird to do. <laughs> i don't know why i'm liking it and uh, the rest is i am a weep for those right. of you who doesn't know what is a weeb over there are people who are intensively 
liking Japanese anime and manga. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, uh, what's that? Oh, yeah, I've been recently having interest in the Digimon card game. <laughs> That's fine. Gonna be proud in what you like, right? Of course, of course. I think during MCU, I think lockdown has, you know, perhaps uh, got us doing new things, like for myself as well, you know. When you've uh, never walked, uh, going for a walk like two kilometers around, uh, and when you have no other sports, when tennis, you can't do tennis. Uh, at you all. can't do tennis? We can't, unfortunately. The, um, no. the, yeah, so, so initially back in here in, in KL, um, uh, on, it was, uh, it's quite funny. So what happened was last Wednesday, they decided to um, lock down Slango, one of the states, before they followed it up with KL the next day. Um, and that's where they had a bit of confusion, uh, where they, the, the, the people were asking, if we need, uh, how about sports activities? Can it be done? And what happened was after that, the government made a U-turn and allowed for non-contact sports to be done. So that includes tennis, but for badminton and gyms, they remain closed. And then recently, yeah. recently on Tuesday, uh, then our government, the prime minister, made a whole announcement that the whole country is going into lockdown. Wow. Officially. Wow. So then that's where they said, nope, uh, you only can go out for a walk in one person and also um, cycling in one. You can't go in pairs or anything. And uh, yeah, so that's, 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 that's what we are facing now until June the 7th. Uh, so, wow. um, yeah, so we can't, we can't do those stuff. So, so yeah, I guess, you know, you are forced to do some new uh, activities like the first lockdown forced me to do walking, which, you know, I'm not the person who walked, but you know, when you have no sports, no nothing to do, you need to get some exercise. You got to do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been doing some walks uh, during lockdown, walking about five kilometers, something that, which is very rare of me to do, but because of lockdown, it forced you to do something uh, different. So I guess perhaps the chess is not surprised because, you know, it gets you to learn new things. I guess lockdown in a way... Um, <laughs> gives us a new perspective to teach us how to um, learn and pick up new skills, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a period where I was so into Sudoku as well. Oh. I was like, what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you sometimes ask, wait a minute, like, how did I walk five kilometers when usually I don't? Like, I start asking myself, no, usually I don't do this, but how do I do it, you know? So I get what you mean, you know, it's like how, you know, you're with, you're with uh, what you what you just mentioned just now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, now I think, you know, um, so currently now you're back at, you know, now you are creatively at the collective Jakarta, which is back in your home church. And prior to that, uh, you were a youth mentor at JPCC, and for those uh, who who you guys are tuning in right now as well, you must be thinking JPCC sounds familiar. Yes, uh, JPCC is a church. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Handy, where is Sydney Mohidi. It's sort of where Sydney Mohidi's worship. Yep, yep. Um, yep. And you were also running some business. So, you know, perhaps will you just share with us a little bit on, you know, your journey, a little bit of your journey when you graduated, come out and uh, uh, um, how did you come up with some of the business? Uh, I know you did a little bit of uh, design stuff. I think you did mention to me and, and when we first met some designing and also you had previously, you had a bit of a coffee business and then you then end up at uh, being a youth mentor at JBCC. And then finally, you you uh, came back to uh, becoming the creative lead at the collective. So perhaps, would you just like, share with us a bit on that? Would you be able to okay. share with so, us? So, yeah, I'll start with the work first. Yeah, yeah. I think that's easier. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I went back from UK in 2016. But that was like after I got my master's. So before that, I've already worked a bit of a company here and there in both UK and Malaysia as an intern, as a junior, as like some other people. And like one of the job I liked the most in UK was 
according to my major was interactive design, which is like designing interaction, designing motion. Like you see things on your phone, like yeah, maybe sometimes I help design them. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So that's the that's the what I did back then in UK when I went back because um, I think it was the height of the pounds. Brexit hasn't happened yet, mm. and people are really want to go into UK and like Europeans are in a lot. Of, there's a lot of Europeans in UK. So uh, when I went back, I was I, I had to went back because my visa expired. It's really hard to get a job that gives you a visa back then. Now it's really easily available. I even have an offer another day. And and when I went back home, I was looking for the same job that's gonna give me some skills, like that's gonna help me learn skills in this field, which is interactive design and, and like UX and UI. I'm pretty sure you've heard a lot of that nowadays. Back then it was like, I was like new. I was, when I went back to Indonesia, nobody, Nobody knows what is UX and UI. I have to teach them everyone one by one. Oh man! But then, like, I I had like an opportunity to work in old startup, which is like Tokopedia, Gojek. But like, I had a I had my own idealism, which is like back then in UK, I worked for a specialist studio, which is like they're just dealing with creative. Like they're they are operating in multiple projects here in time to time. So I wasn't keen in working in-house with just one product ever. That's why I didn't take it. But then it, there was not much studio back in Indonesia that, that does digital products. So I ended up, um, I think I was like trying to learn something and figuring things out. And along the way, people figure out that, hey, this guy can do web, can do UX, UI, and can code as well. Hey, can you help me do my stuff? So again, the keyword is help. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. We'll start from that and they, they see it. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, one client likes it, then they refer me to the next, then I help another one, I have another one. Then to, to then I realize, oh, I'm freelancing. Okay, I guess this is not bad. And it continues on for a couple of years. I keep getting teams. I build up some a lot of freelance teams until eventually um, 2021, just January, I decided that it's time to grow because I don't think freelancing is healthy. Like, I think it needs to be, it needs to have a growth. Like, what's my, I, I don't think living in this lifestyle is good. Like, there's, there has to be a stage where I need to advance. And I thought to myself, like, I think creating a team or I go to uh, a company, it's good. And I decided to take the route of creating my team, creating my studio. And that's what has been happening until now. And on the side, I have also helped people. Again, keywords help. Like some other people is like, hey man, I, I I need like I am friends with a lot of people in the coffee industry as well because I like coffee. And along the way I heard people like, hey, I need to get this coffee and stuff. Like and then suddenly when I traveled to Malaysia, I think I stumbled upon, oh my god, this is the coffee I, my friends look for. Then I decided to like, hey, dude, I found this thing. And then the distributor and everything, do you need me? You need something like, hey, yeah, can you help me get it? And it started from there. And then along the way, a lot more people wanted uh, more coffee. More, It was like a high quality coffee that's very, not readily available. And it's quite tricky to import. And yeah, and eventually I started that. I, I, I do that business on the side. This is a small side, like taking a few, a few hundred kg of coffee in and out. For a while, but then um, it's a high quality coffee, and I guess when COVID starts and everything, it's not actually very sustainable because um, people don't. I guess in Indonesia, people don't find quality coffee. They they're looking for something more of a value, which is like good and affordable. So then the demand decreased, and I guess we decided to just wrap it up a bit. Like okay, I mean we're not making a loss, and we decided to just uh, take things super slow with it and just bury it slowly. And now, um, now on top of the design business, now I am actually doing a stealth, a stealth startup. If you don't know a stealth startup, it's a startup that is not yet revealed right. with a friend of mine who just like at first we're discussing like, hey man, I need help doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, let's do it, blah, blah, blah. And then we end up like, hey, do you want to be like a CTO of my startup? 
we're gonna get an investment and stuff. And okay, what's the startup about? Um, it's, it's it's still in the service industry, connecting in Indonesia and Australia. Right. Yeah. And, and we decided to, to try to do it, and it's still in progress right now. Uh, yeah, that's for my journey in life and work. And I guess now I should switch up to my faith journey, I guess. My 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 action in faith or my contribution in my faith. Uh, the reason why I do contribution in faith is, like, initially when I went back home, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I try not to... I have an idealism of like I don't want to use my parents' money for my own gain. Like I need I need to earn my mm-hmm. money. And like I was trapped with like minimal stuff to do. And there was I feel like back then I want to give back to God who has been giving so much in my life, leading me, guiding me, like helping it somehow contribute in his kingdom. And you know, someone who just gotten back from from overseas with like not much to go about yeah. and I decided like you know what the best thing to do is give back in action like I have to contribute with my time I have money give back in time so that's what I tried to do and like I, I tried to like offer my help because like hey man I'm I'm going to help in, in this and this so it first started with Alpha actually because I was connected in Alpha in UK and I'm like hey do you have alpha in Indonesia because I was really moved with alpha back then because it renewed as a session that even though I was a Christian when I took alpha it renewed my faith a bit so I want to try to be able to contribute to alpha and then lo and behold somehow I, they connect me to alpha Indonesia and then they bring me to Malaysia to again I guess stumble upon Jesse and all the while also I'm looking searching for stuff in Indonesia, like searching for a church. The first church that was recommended to me was JPCC. Uh, two things, because I guess it's one of the most famous church. <laughs> <laughs> and again, with the helping thing, I was just talking to people. I was like, hey, I want a ministry and stuff. And like, okay, I was in the process of taking the... In JPCC, in order for you to ministry, you have to take a few classes. But then right. I stumbled upon... Pastor Kenny Go is the youth pastor in JBCC who until now we're still friends, very close, very good friends, uh, keep in touch time to time. Um, and he he wanted to do something about campus or like college people because JBCC back then there is like a vacuum, which is people in high school and people after work, which is there's not there's no ministry that takes care of people in college or university. And mm-hmm. Pastor Kenny was like like has been always been figuring out how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And because somehow I had experience with Alpha, and then he was like, Hey, oh, I did not know you were in like, our church. Could you do you wanna could you help me up? Like I only have like a, a team of two. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it was just me, Pastor Kenny, and two other people. And then we started this campus ministry for a bit. And then it started to grow up, like slowly become like a team of 10 and 12 in six months. And we started reaching out to more people. We're able to gather more campuses and like, like reach out to more. Like the program is a bit different. Uh, back then was they're trying to create like a hub for each campus. So let's say we have a university here called uh, Pras, uh, Plita Harapan and there's now a university called Prasmo. And then we create one campus like one one branch each and one branch and we go to each campuses to like talk to the kids share with them connect with them and like basically have a point for them to to talk and to share and i think i learned a lot of my leadership skill by by watching okay <laughs> and and also some of the stuff in life i've learned about and yeah along the way it was really good the journey was really great until there was a divergence in vision there are things that certain things that the leadership has changed because kenny has leveled up so he's not allowed to focus solely in campus community because he has he has bigger responsibilities so he has to level up and there was a shift in leadership yeah. and the leadership has different vision mm. and then on top of that 
unfortunately, even though JBCC is such an, until now, I would say JBCC is such an amazing church, but the church has to be filled with people. And because it's a church that grows Mm. too big, so fast as well, Mm. it's really fast. And I cannot handle the, back then it was the politics. Right. Because again, in order for you to ministry in JBCC, you are supposed to take a few classes. Mm. So, and then there are people who keep saying like, I cheat and stuff. Or like, you know, people who are not really, I guess there are still people and stuff, but I wasn't comfortable with the judgment that comes with the ministry, even though the intention is just want to help. Like, why, why do I have to be, do I have to deal with this? Mm. And I talk and then, and then my, even my, my own um, cell group or uh, care group wasn't really, uh, I guess in a way at some point I was burned out by it as well. Mm. Then I decided to take a break from anything actually from, from ministry related stuff from church, from I, I, first of all, of course I talked to my um, pastor, pastor Kenny and pastor Remy. And then he told me, I think, I guess it's okay. You should switch your care group. It's fine. I mean, if your care group is not caring, what's the point? Like, yeah. it's, it's all about you, but like, just make sure your relationship with God is number one. But the, the care group is supposed to help you reach that relationship better, but not the, like, it doesn't have to rely solely on the care group. You could find, you have to have your own relationship in some sort of way. So I took a vacuum. I took a, a few a few months of vacuum trying to, rediscover myself, fixing the burnout, strengthening my relationship with God. And then I tried to look for a new care group and in which I, I broadened my search from inside JBCC to another church as well, which I found that in the collective. Like there's this church group in the collective, which I just happened to stumble upon and they invited me. Oh yeah, hey, just, just come along, we'll chill. Um, yeah, the format's very simple. We go into my friend's house um we eat this a japanese cheap japanese bento with seaweed and then we talk about some points that has been given to us and then we share about our life and it's very we they're very casual and very easy going about it and no judgment it allows everyone to talk things like that that in the end in, in short it makes me feel like oh this is this is i feel like i belong here that's that's what it felt then I stayed there and I decided to okay I think it's time to move church it's uh, slowly and slowly but I guess being in GBCC people in church will know kind of like oh you weren't you like from this church like yeah yeah it's hard to hide then I told them I don't want to do ministry for a while because I'm Mm -hmm. trying to um, recover like just just like a personal vacuum from burnout and then eventually, until a certain point, I decided to like, hey, I want to help out. Yeah, what can I help? And then they asked me like, oh, can you help this, this, this? I'm like, okay. So I ended up helping in creative, actually helping planning their website. Wow. Uh, strategy and stuff. And then eventually they decided to like, hey, we need a new like, uh, so, so the collective have so many ministries as in like their ministry for reaching out, their ministry for women. Ministry for men, ministry for couples, for young, for toddlers, for outreach, like people in disaster and stuff. And each ministry, their strategy is trying to reach out in a more modern way, in a more like what is being consumed by people of our age. Yeah, which is back then was Instagram. Instagram was so in and website as well, at least for people in Indonesia. And they're doing so well with it, but they're a small team and in order for them to grow they need somebody who helped them plan and direct what does each ministry creative output should be uh what's the strategy and stuff so i was in charge with uh and then somehow i'm like okay if it's not too bad and like yeah I'll, I'll i'll let's let's do it why not so i was in charge with a uh, ministry for men and ministry of outreach called lift let's love in the streets and LITS itself is a very fast reactionary ministry in which, like, let's say in Indonesia, we've got so much island and sometimes there are helps that's required around Indonesia, like in Sumba, there was an earthquake. 
know, flood that is happening. And as a church, we we want to help. And we use Lyft as our platform. Like, hey, we need to react as, uh, this in Zumba. And then the team in Lyft, uh, like from the creative side, we tried to post posting of like, hey, we this thing happening in Zumba. We need like, uh, we need donations of X amount. And then we produce the art. We produce the work to publish. And then we, the team gather the money. And then the other team will, the other operation team will use the money to buy uh, supplies, food to be to then be sent to Zumba directly. And and then in terms of ministry life, I guess the, the new update is Jesse approached me to talk here. <laughs> and wow. Yeah, that's it. Long life, right? What what a journey, man! Uh, what a journey, and and that's that's incredible because you know watching your journey, uh, hearing your stories from then until now, and hearing what you 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 just shared is something really inspiring like i'm 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 like if i was moved then by what you were doing i'm even moved now by what you just uh what you just shared with us how you were you know you called to lead and now back at creative lead and uh, uh being the creative lead at the collective and that's something really wow just really you know feel it's really an encouragement uh, for me and I think one thing I like to just ask, you know, and I think this leads to the next question before I go into that question, right? Before I asked you about, you know, the challenges that you face and all. Um, now, speaking of when you were recharging, you know, when you were going through that time where you needed a break, how do you, you know, how do you refresh yourself and get back like, yeah, I'm ready to serve again? Like maybe for some of our audience here, you know, who are maybe a bit discouraged, like they feel a bit burnt out, but they're like, you know, um, I want to serve again, but I'm just feeling burnout. How do you how do you deal with that, Andy? How do you came out from that? Like, okay, I'm ready to serve again. Wait, sorry, can you can you repeat that again? Um, yeah, no worries. Um, you know, you 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 did mention about you know you you were sort of like you know after you in between your transitions, right? You said you you say okay, I need a break from serving, um, and so. You also like, you know, when you shared about how you were having a burnout a bit, and then you said you probably uh, not ready to serve yet. But then after that, you shared with us how you said, okay, I'm ready to serve. Um, how do you get yourself back into serving? How do you, you know, got yourself recharged back and, and get back into serving? Like maybe for some of our audience who maybe are going through a season where they're a bit tired and they're like, not sure whether I want to serve again. How... Uh, how did you get back into serving? Maybe that's one 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 of the things that yeah. Okay, okay. I think uh okay okay now I get it because I was a bit confused, but that's because it's of my own circumstance. Yeah. Um, I think what is different is I still want to serve. I choose to stop. I make myself stop. Right. So it's about for me. It's like I know. Um, my leader told me that serving is not sprinting, it's a marathon. And back then I was running. So when even when I stopped, I, I will still want to run. But it's about myself and like, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to stop. Because I know if I keep running, because it felt like running on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Like you're forced to run. And then I just need getting off. But I still want to be in the treadmill again. But I know if I'm in the treadmill, I will like, you know, that thing that you will be mentally exhausted yourself because you are forced to keep running and running and running, even though you know that you need to take, take a break. So it was not finding when do I want to start. It was actually making me stop. That's why when I came back on, I was still ready to serve again because I set myself a time and like, okay, I need to stop for a year. And then, and then I prayed to God and like, all right, God, I'm ready to serve. And I don't think they knew me, I hope. That's what back then when I was going to serve and like, I was just, okay, if they need my help, let's do it. I guess that's my time to serve. Hmm. And I just say one word to my, my youth, uh, my, my cell group leader. He's also the youth pastor in my church. I'm like, hey. You have like a ministry that I can help? 
and that's it. And I guess God still wants me to help, and like, okay, my time is up. It's time to help. Just like that. Mm. Oh, that's that's very interesting. That that's a good reminder for myself because you know I'm at times you know um, the reason I ask this because there's some of us you know like sometimes we just say, yeah, I want to serve, but sometimes you know I. Just feel a bit burnt out. I want to serve, but sometimes you just need to take a pause. But sometimes when you take that pause, uh, you know, sometimes you're like, oh no, I don't know whether I want to go back to serve again because you know you're like, oh, I'm already at, at this custom, right? But unless, like you just mentioned, that's really important. Like your heart still wants to serve, and I think that's one way of why. Uh, that's one way I think that gets you back into serving very easy because your heart says, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the, the, the that's one of the reasons how we got back easy, and I think that's that's a very good point what you mentioned, Andy. Uh, um, and speaking of which, I guess that that was on a side note. Uh, I, I'm sure you know along your journey you did have some challenges. Now I know you won't be able we won't be able to talk all about the challenges that you face, but perhaps you could share some of those challenges that you can share with us, and how did you overcome? those challenges or how do you deal with those challenges that you can share with us you know those challenges that may inspire us yeah uh oh challenges yeah wow so many so so many (laughs) maybe yeah i have one um because right now it's what i'm dealing with which is uh in creative you have to lead people i guess it's similar to work and creative yeah and but in ministry creative is slightly different because you have to be more forgiving Mm. this is where i i i put to myself because like you're given people who just willing to help but you're not sure where they can help yeah so that's what i'm dealing with and i have to put to myself and like put standard away and think of them as people who are willing to serve even though sometimes they're they're not there yet as like someone who can just who can you just let go and you have to keep nurturing them. But to think of them like from a business, you think of them as an employee that's supposed to gain you money or like effectiveness or reduce your time. But in ministry, when you see people, you should be seeing them as as fellow people or fellow friends, fellow family who are serving Christ. And because they're not there yet, we're we're as someone who is um, like I guess someone in front or someone who is in the front is able to give them direction, lead them and guide them, but they need to take more time than you do. Right. That's like like I guess my challenge is teaching someone and you know how how some of my uh, fellow leaders sometimes like, oh man, these people can you like shuffle it to somebody else and like it's fine you have to be patient and like every single person who wants to who's under you are a potential for you to groom to become the next you Mm. that's 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 one challenge i guess um yeah the other one is uh one challenge is being questioned leadership leadership being questioned i had I had some leaders who, who literally demoralized me and thereby like at some point they called me like, no, you're not a leader. Like it was like in a, in a leader meeting occasion and then like up front and says like, you don't have the qualities to be a leader and stuff like that, which demoralized me. But then it's, re- it's to be also to be a reminder that's like, hey, you're in this. Then there's another person who came in like, look, no matter what you're in this position, that means you're one. And remember that it's not about that person. And it's not about it's not about that person who, who demoralized you. And it's not about the other person who uplift you. It's about it's not even about the status or stuff. Just remember that you are all doing this for God, for him. So you have to seek your your you have to seek that in him not in the people around us as long as you are contributing it doesn't matter what status you are that's why when i was 
I guess, you know, being in a youth mentor position, core team stuff was very high up. And then I was so okay to drop everything. And like, it's fine to start from zero. Because it's not about, it's not about the status. It's not about the position. It's not about the privilege of, like, I guess, yeah. Sometimes means the politics of ministry is I even have people who wants to become ministry just so that they look cool from their friends. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. There are things like that. That's new. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not about status. It's not about anything. And it's about serving him through that platform, whichever platform was given to you at that time. All right. Wow. That's that's really amazing, Handy. Um, you know, you were speaking about, you know, I'm not sure if you 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 just mentioned like some people gone into ministry just because you know they want the fame and all. Have you encountered that situation? Uh, I mean, you 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 did. How if if someone is going through? Well, maybe maybe it might be hard for you to to, to guess it. But what would you say? Uh, or yeah, that's that might be a bit tricky. I, I'm I'm not sure if you're able to answer this, but uh, and and don't worry if you can't because I might be just asking this because um, I just felt something that I, I I like to ask like like if somebody goes into ministry and like you said some of them go in because of the fame and what do you tell how do you tell others like you know the you know be not say be wary, but, you know, like be aware how to look up for, you know, in, in, in circumstance like that. How do you, how do you discern that? Like, you know, whether they are, you know, I'm not sure if you, 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 in your experience, you, you know how to discern that. Like, how do you tell they are going in or what, 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 what got you thinking that, you know, they, did they give you clues that they were actually going in for the fame and all, is it through the messages or yeah. Um, I actually had this question with my old leader before and then I was like yeah how do you know and then they're like should we accept them or should we not accept them that was the main question like if you kind of know that this guy is in for the glory for himself but not for like the right the right thing how do you accept it? Like, mm. do you accept it? And then the answer is like, why not? Mm. So it's not, sometimes in ministry, you have to put some kind of uh, a short assessment as well to, to, to each of the ministry. And in the end, if they're here, uh, their journey is not yours to judge. It's God to judge. Us is just a funnel of God's um, action we're just trying to help them and god is helping them through us so if their journey is from that and then through the ministry opportunity that we're offering to them suddenly he changed his mind he's he he realized that he's supposed to do it for something else and he may need to do it for for god instead of for the glory then praise be to god right yeah so yeah, yeah i mean who are we to decide to accept and not accept someone? And maybe if the heart is wrong, maybe it's right. We're also not sure. Maybe we just don't know exactly what he's aiming for. You have to always give them, because I think we're in, and the, the, I think the best part of being a Christian is to keep being able, to keep reminding ourselves to give people the benefit of the doubt. And yeah, sometimes, um, I think in a more like a more real world, like a non-Christian world, it's 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 harder to encounter. We are, I think, as Christian, we are more forgiving, and and how can we not forgive someone who just just trying to try? Like we're not sure yet. Give them the benefit of doubt. Yeah. Who knows what might happen? Mm. But yeah, it could be it could be bad. Yeah, it could be bad. It could like it could disappoint you. Yeah, but at least we gave them a chance because that what would. That's what Jesus would do. Wow. Wow. So good, Handy. Like what you just said there, you know, something that gives us a good reminder. 
um, in in facing circumstances like this or people wrong this and all, um, you know, we, we give them the benefit of the doubt, just as Jesus has given us many, many chances, right? Two or three times, even though we make mistakes because he, he loves us and he gives us. And so that was very powerful of what you said and what you shared. And thank you for sharing, you know, some of the, the, the challenges that you, you shared. And I think in just wrapping up this session, before we go into a quick Q&A, because I know we won't hold you up too much longer. Um, you know, there, there are some people who might be going through some challenges today and they're feeling a bit discouraged, you know, because of lockdown, they don't know what to do. And they're going through a very difficult time uh, and circumstances, right? Um, some of them may be demotivated and everything, and they're not sure whether, you know, uh, I don't know, how do I go back to the word of God and anything? And they're going through a very, you know, particular challenge season in life and the challenges. Um, so perhaps, you know, in wrapping up, is there any words of advice or motivations you could share with them or to encourage uh, some of our audience who may be going through um, this kind of circumstances, you know, going through maybe a burnout as you did or just, you know, their faith is just being tested and they're just a bit dry, you know. What, what, what would you say? Any words of advice or encouragement? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, just... <laughs> I mean... Oh, that's hard. I I, uh, I I keep to myself, uh, God is always with you. Yeah. And sometimes in some circumstances, it can be like... That doesn't make sense. Like, come on, there's no way God is with me in during times like this. Like, just think about it, like COVID back then. Like, and this is, this sucks. How can God be with me during times like this? But as a reminder is like, God is always with you even during times like that. Mm. And just a reminder is you can always look up to him to find encouragement as well. I guess that's, that's how I do it. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Thanks. Uh, thank you for sharing, Handy. I think you know all the all this while you are sharing it while you are on the move. I really truly appreciate your time given to us today. Um, I'm sure the audience, especially my group of people who are watching it through Zoom here tonight, they've been will have been encouraged uh, by tonight's session. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do a really quick. A check on the Q&A session, which uh, I'll, uh, perhaps they have me a question for you uh, from the audience. So I'll just run that up really quickly. But before we go, uh, go into that, uh, to those tuning in on Facebook Live now and Zoom, uh, you'll be able to find this, pod, uh, this session uh, live up on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So for those who are tuning in on Facebook, uh, using your laptop, you can use your phone and scan this QR code and you can come uh, and you will head to our Matt podcast channel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So what I'm going to do now is really quickly dive in into the Q&A questions and just have a look um, at the questions. And I'll read it out to you, uh, Andy, so that it'd be, uh, it'd be easier for you to, um, to, to uh, yeah, and read it out so that you can answer the question really quickly. So let me just get it open um so yeah i, I hope you're back safe uh, drove safely back handy <laughs> hopefully you're parked somewhere safe didn't want to take too much of your, <laughs> yeah yeah no worries man um you, we do have a couple of questions uh, three questions from our friends so i'm just going to read it out to you but i'm also just going to present uh share screen to our audience as well so what i'm going to do is share screen here Sound very encouraging. Um, so the first question, uh, Handy is hi, Hand hi, Handy. How did you find studying in the One Academy? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, oh, it wasn't pretty though. All grinding, all learning, kind of no life ish. Yeah. <laughs> But you learn a lot, a lot of technical skills back then, a lot of technical skills. But I wish I had more balance. Right. Much more balance. I think it was, 
hard. It was harder than work. But, but uh, back then, the lecturer always says that this is going to be, this is going to be, this is easier than work. Then when I reach work, I'm like, oh, no, it's not as hard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, I know. I saw this question. Like, okay. That's very interesting. You know, um, right. I think the second question is almost similar to what I just asked, but I guess um, maybe it's in a different way, but uh, how would you encourage someone who has lost their passion to serve in the ministry? Great question. Hmm. How would you encourage someone who has lost their passion to serve in ministry? Yeah. Um, I would ask them, have you lost passion in God? If not, then that's fine. It's okay not to serve. Okay. okay. If you don't have a capacity to serve, then don't serve. That's, that's what I would say. Don't push yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you serve to, to, to give. But if you have nothing to give, then don't. I love what you just said there, right? I think I think servant servanthood is about we serve to lead, you know, and uh, we serve to lead. And the reason why we serve to lead is to lead people to Christ. I suppose that's one way to put it. Uh, to just add on to you and really love love what you just said. And if you can't, then don't, you know, because we are all supposed to lead people to Christ. And I just love what you just said there. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the next question is, what advice would you give to a young believer who would want to try serving in the ministry? Oh, advice. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Whatever passion you have now, it's excess energy, but everything has to be in moderation. Mm-hmm. You will have, yeah, just remember it's a marathon. Right. Great. Um. When, uh, the next one is when your cell group is unable to support or care for you, how do you develop your relationship with God without relying on your cell group? Interesting question. Yeah. Interesting. I think I think I'm fine because I've been moving cell group. I mean, considering my life, I moved from Malaysia to UK from yeah. one town and then I moved to another town, another town and then went back to Indonesia. So I've been living my life jumping around along like the Pinsa group. Mm. So I think for myself, I my relationship with God is not dependent on Sa group. So I've always had my ways of uh, connecting and building relationship. A Sa group helps me maintain. Of course, it's better to have one. It's, it's, it's always better to have a support system. But because I, I my relationship is not based solely on the cell group so it's easier for me to to develop my own personal relationship but i think it's always better as well to develop your own personal relationship your god and not just rely on a cell group Mm. so that your faith is not a social faith but your own faith right wow that's really good uh i like what you just what you mentioned there really hits hits me you know it really hits me as well um uh and the last one i think the last question for today is love how you said serving is not a sprint but a marathon what would you consider as the momentum being a sprint and that it is time to slow down oh uh Do you even know though when you are sprinting that you are sprinting and not running? I mean, I'm asking you, like when you when we run, sometimes we don't know, right? Whether we are running in, with all our might, but or whether we run okay enough. And then when we're running all our might, like when we were running, like sprinting, we we're running with everything that we had, and suddenly we just felt super tired. Mm. So I guess then again it's it's like to remind ourselves when we are sprinting, there's no, the momentum you're, it's about finding your balance. It's not about finding when to stop. You're not supposed, like in a marathon, you're not supposed to stop. That's why you don't, you're not supposed to take a break. And you have to diverse all that initial build off. Like sometimes when you start a ministry or you start, 
doing serving, you you have this huge, massive amount of energy or like fade that you want to share, you want to give out and don't burst through it all <laughs> in one go. That's basically it. You're wow. not supposed to take a break. You're supposed to keep going. But when you do take a break, it's then, then don't force yourself to take a break. Mm. But but speaking of which, Handy, I like what you just said there. Um, you know, there's time that, you know, there's a, a day that we're supposed to rest, you know, like like on Sunday. I'm not sure whether it, it, it swap with you, connect with you, but, you know, there's a day that, you know, you're supposed to rest. I, I suppose, correct me if I'm wrong, I suppose when you are supposed to take a break, then that's the day you're supposed to take a break, right? Like Sunday, like like um, when it's, you're supposed to take a break, that day is for you to just take a break. Like Sunday, right? Sabbath day is for us to rest. And that's the day that we're supposed to rest, right? I, I guess that's maybe um, diverting a little bit from what you say, you know, it's like we're not supposed to take a break, but when it's time to take a break, then that day is supposed to you to have your break. Is that correct? Maybe I'm not sure. What what will you say to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, my Sunday is off from work. Try not to. I don't. I try to not overwork myself. Right. Right. And do do you ever have a day where you just completely rest? Because you know, um, you know, the, the reason I ask you this is because maybe some people. You know how they, they take it, oh, I need to work every day, I need to work, I need to work, you don't slow down. But that doesn't mean, you know, um, you don't rest, we need to rest. And I, is the, and I'm sure maybe you would, would say that because maybe some people may, you know, may, may think what you just said is, oh, no, no, I need to work, 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 work. And they might, you know, if they continue working, they might burn out. So, yeah, I just wanted to end in there. I'm not sure if... if uh, you, you you do take rest as well, right? When you need it to rest, you do rest. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess the benefit of me being yeah. my own. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I run my own company, right? I could yeah. secretly take rest <laughs> whenever <laughs> I want. But during that time, because I'm also starting up the company and everything, I yeah, I am guilty of working too much oh. and sometimes i think i need to work even more right yeah yeah like i think i work until like late night and stuff yeah because the, the company doesn't run without me right now and i hope i reach the point where i'm able to control how i work where i work when i work mm. but right now because i'm starting up and everything i have to do everything on my own a lot of the stuff as well a lot of the major stuff like work and everything and i tried to use the servant leader method which is like i try to help my employees more and not just like leave them behind mm. but yeah other than that yeah so good so good um handy i just gotta say thank you very very much think you know that that was a really incredible um uh sharing session uh from you and really appreciate uh, the time you took to spend with us today and um i would just like to say thank you very much again for your sharing um and so far get for our speak uh, for our audience tuning in on facebook um yeah so as you can see we've this is our guest speakers lineup. We have more to come. And so today we had Handy. On Monday, we had Javon. Um, and coming up this coming Monday, we have Jovina Chan, founder of Jove uh, Makeup Industries. Also somebody similar to Handy who started a business as well. And she leads a connect group, almost similar to what you're doing, Handy. Uh, she leads a wow. connect city. Um, and how I met her was also through my work time at Alpha. Well, we're doing the training videos back five years ago in 2017 with Abel. Um, so she's coming on, guys. She's coming on on the 17th of May, uh, which is this coming Monday at 9.30 p.m. Asian time. So uh, for those of you uh, who like to tune in, you can catch uh, a session live on our Facebook page with Matt. Um, but yeah, if not, you know, up, uh, until then, guys, thank you very much for your time and handy. Much appreciate your time. Thank you very much uh, for sharing on this 
special session on this holiday. Um, and looking forward to seeing all of you guys again. And we'll see you again uh, on Monday. Until then, take care and good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks, man.